Well, hello and welcome to another episode of H2 Tech Talk, the podcast series from H2 Tech, the new hydrogen technology journal from Gulf Energy Information. I'm Adrian Bloom, Editor-in-Chief of H2 Tech and your host for H2 Tech Talk. This week, we'll be talking with Dr. Graham Cooley, CEO of ITM Power, about the company's various projects and technologies under development and in deployment. So before we get started with the discussion, I'd like to remind you to share and subscribe to the H2 Tech Talk podcast for more expert discussions on technology and trends in the hydrogen sector. It's easy to do. Just click the subscribe button on iTunes or Blueberry. So now I'll start by asking Dr. Cooley to tell us a little bit about himself and ITM Power before we move on to the interview. Dr. Cooley? So Adrian, thank you very much for inviting me to do this podcast. Um, so I'm Graham Cooley, I'm the CEO of ITM Power. I've been the CEO now for nearly 12 years. ITM Power is an electrolyzer manufacturer. In fact, we've been developing PEM electrolysis equipment now for over 20 years. And um, this year we moved into the world's largest electrolyzer factory with a capacity of one gigawatt per annum or a thousand megawatts per annum. It's in the UK, it's in Sheffield in the UK. Um, and we've been developing projects, electrolyzer projects all over the world. Um, so uh, um, in October last year, we raised 170 million on the London stock market. We have strategic investors, uh, Linda, um, Linda Engineering, are our uh, partner EPC contractor. And we also have a strategic investment from SNAM, the uh, European infrastructure company. So um, yeah, at, at ITM, it, it's a very, very exciting time for us. Moving into the new factory, we have 124 million of projects in our backlog. And over the last 12 months, we've quoted over 400 million of capital projects. Now oh, that's fantastic. Uh, thank you for that introduction. That's, that's fantastic. Very exciting times indeed. Um, so uh, I want to start uh, with a question about um, your electrolyzers. So you're building some very large uh, PEM electrolyzers for hydrogen production projects in European industries, such as the Refine project at Shell's Rhineland oil refinery in Germany. Um, you also have a joint venture with Linda to build uh, an electrolyzer at the Luna co uh, chemical complex in Germany. Um, can you tell us a bit more about these two projects and how you expect them to serve as key demonstrations for the feasibility of hydrogen integration into industrial sites? Yeah, sure. So. Um... Uh, the first project you mentioned, Refine, is a 10-megawatt project. It's at the uh, Rhineland Refinery, um, which is um, a shell refinery. And when we announced it, it was the world's largest PEM electrolyzer. We, we've just announced the project with um, Linda in Loina, uh, 24 megawatts, and that's now the new world's largest PEM electrolyzer to be contracted. Mm -hmm. So, um, first of all, the refined project with Shell, um, um, ITM Power did the full EPC contract on that um, uh, project. Um, we are um, now going to be um, uh, uh, getting to first hydrogen with that project at the end of this first quarter of the year. 
It's a very important project because it's at a refinery. What, what, why is that really important? Well, refinery hydrogen, so green hydrogen at refineries, is included in the Renewable Energy Directive. So actually, all refineries in Europe have to make 14% of their product renewably um, over the next decade. So it's a very important reference plant in what is now the early adoption market for replacing um, grey hydrogen with green hydrogen, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that is in refineries. So uh, uh, an important project for hydrogen in general, for ITM and also for Shell. And actually, um, having gone through the EPC uh, part of that project, we realised um, the need to partner in the area of engineering procurement and construction. You know, if, we, if you want to scale and electrolyze a business, it's not just about manufacturing electrolysis, it's about deployment. Mm -hmm. So it's about quoting uh, the full, full turnkey systems, including EPC, and being able to do that worldwide. And, and so we partnered with Linda because Linda are a world leader in, in um, EPC and particularly the deployment of hydrogen technologies mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. industry. And, and actually the, the very important thing about the Rhineland refinery project was the realization that um, a, a, a collaboration with Linda was important. Uh, um, so uh, I, I think a, a seminal project for ITM and for the industry. Loina is, is the next phase along. So the Loina project is our first project where we um, use a fully Linda engineered balance plant. It's turnkey contract um, and it's in the heartland of the German chemical industry. And what it's doing then is 24 megawatts in size. It's the world's largest uh, uh, contracted uh, PEM electrolyzer. Mm -hmm. And it will supply um, green hydrogen to an existing industrial demand, which is currently serviced by grey hydrogen. So exactly the same principle as, as the Rhineland refinery project. Mm -hmm. And um, with that, with the chemical, with the the, the Luna chemical complex, is that going to replace um, about how much uh, percentage-wise of the hydrogen use will that replace? So um, if you go to the Rhineland refinery, for instance, that the refinery um, uses 180,000 tons a year of, of grey hydrogen, the 10 megawatt electrolyzer will supply 1%. Mm -hmm. of the demand for that refinery. So typically, a large refinery, you'd be looking at one gigawatt of electrolysis as a requirement to decarbonize all of the grey hydrogen. And refineries use uh, grey hydrogen for a desulfurization and also the primary fractional distillation and cracking process. Mm -hmm. um, in uh, the case of Loina, Mm -hmm. um, uh, we haven't fully disclosed what the overall demand is, but it's a small percentage of the overall requirement for grey hydrogen at that chemical works. 
Okay. All right. So these are important projects to show what's possible and, and to show how the decarbonization process will, will work, especially as scale up um, becomes uh, possible. Absolutely. All right, great. So um, I want to switch gears to hydrogen integration into the natural gas network. Um, so I know you're involved in the High Deploy project, which in January of last year became the UK's first pilot project to inject green hydrogen into a gas network for residential and commercial heating. Um, I was wondering if you can share an update on how that project is going um, or, or any results from that project. And also uh, tell a little bit about um, what kind of um, safety studies were conducted to ensure that that blend of hydrogen and gas would be safe to transport and distribute? Yeah, so a high deploy is a very important project in the UK. It's looking at the uh, requirements to inject up to 20% hydrogen in the gas grid, as you uh, rightly pointed out. Um, it's not our first project injecting hydrogen into the gas grid. We did a project a number of years ago with the Tuga Group, and we were injecting hydrogen into the German gas grid. In fact, right in the center of Frankfurt at the Schillerstrasse. We also did a second power to gas project in Germany with RWE, also injecting hydrogen into the German gas grid. Um, so uh, high deploy then, is looking at injecting 20% hydrogen into the gas grid at Kiel, which is a closed gas grid. Mm -hmm. So it, it is a, a, a gas grid where um, when, when you inject into that gas grid, it doesn't go into the wider network. Um, and um, the project um, it, it is, is a joint project between uh, Caden and Northern Gas Networks and also includes the HSE and the HSL. That, that's the Health and Safety Executive and the Health and Safety Laboratory in the UK. Mm -hmm. And it's all about um, looking at end user devices and understanding uh, what the effect on the user is that going up to 20%. So you can put 20% hydrogen in the gas grid without changing end user devices. In fact, Okay. At 20% or below, uh, the, the, um, the end user experience is exactly the same as it is just using methane. But what you've done then if you're using green hydrogen is reduce the carbon footprint of the energy gas that you use mm -hmm. in the end user device uh, by a significant uh, uh, percentage. Mm -hmm. So. Um, we are currently injecting 20% hydrogen into the gas grid in Kiel. And now um, both Northern Gas Networks and um, Caden are looking at the next phase, which is injecting into the open gas network. Um, very interestingly, if you look at uh, the Prime Minister's 10-point plan in the UK, uh, one of the bullet points in that 10-point plan is looking at uh, uh, um, using hydrogen in the gas grid and looking at, for the first time, having a hydrogen uh, um, uh, network of housing. So having hydrogen uh, uh, housing using uh, um, uh, hydrogen heating and hydrogen cooking. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there's commitment from the, the two major gas companies um, in the UK in collaboration and also 
uh, an emphasis on, on this transition from the UK government. We have two companies in the UK, Worcester, Bosch and Baxi, looking at developing um, hydrogen boilers in the, in the UK. And there is an additional project, uh, the Hydrogen 100 project, the H100 project in Scotland with Scotia Gas Networks, also looking at gas grid injection and domestic heating uh, using hydrogen. So I think there's a real leadership from the gas companies in the UK to look at this area. And one additional thing I'd say is that in our last funding round, uh, we had a 30 million uh, strategic investment from SNAM, the, the Italian uh, um, natural gas infrastructure company. And they've done some very, very significant work uh, um, in hydrogen injection into their gas grid. And in fact, not only have they looked at injection into the uh, gas uh, distribution network, but they've also looked at um, that injection at a number of different pressures. So they've done some, some really important work in the Italian gas grid, as well as working with um, uh, players in Germany and in the UK. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, and it's great to see so much collaboration, um, you know, in, in the UK and elsewhere uh, between all these different agencies and companies to make these projects uh, possible. Um, so uh, I want to move on to a, another topic. So you've been involved, your company's been involved in a number of hydrogen mobility projects as well. Um, can you share some highlights from some of these prominent projects and, and tell our podcast listeners what's next for ITM Power in terms of hydrogen mobility initiatives? Yeah, so um, we, we've had a collaboration with, um, uh, with Shell and Linda Fuel Tech, going back to uh, just actually it was the first project was, was announced in 2015, but we've been working with Shell back to 2013, so over half a decade, looking at refueling stations on shell forecourts in the UK. So ITM has built most of the hydrogen refueling stations in the UK. Uh, we, we set up a division last year called ITM Motive to take this forwards. And ITM Motive are, um, uh, own the portfolio of refueling stations that we've also already developed. In the 170 million funding round, we allocated 30 million to the development of ITM Motive. So our stated strategy going forwards is about um, building refueling stations for um, industrial vehicles. So that's looking at uh, buses and trucks and trains. So those are vehicles that have a heavier hydrogen demand, where hydrogen is absolutely critical to decarbonizing the industry, but also where the refueling stations are larger, with a larger requirement for electrolysis and a larger requirement for um, the supply of hydrogen. Mm -hmm. So um, our first example is a bus refueling station, which is in Birmingham. We, we um, recently um, agreed a, uh, a fuel supply agreement with National Express, and they have uh, procured buses. Um, and so that's a blueprint for us 
in, in taking forward much larger refueling stations. So that refueling station not only refuels buses, but it also refuels cars, both from the same electrolyzer. So we're, we're interested in building an infrastructure for vehicle refueling that, it, that is uh, based on heavy vehicles with the being able to sell some additional demand into the hydrogen infrastructure for cars. So in a nutshell, large refueling stations based on uh, on-site electrolysis for buses, trucks and trains with the overlap of a network for cars. Interesting. Okay. So um, before we wrap up the podcast, I'd like to touch briefly on your work in hydrogen storage for backup power. Um, so what solutions does ITM power offer and how can these be integrated with existing infrastructure to provide optimal backup energy supply? Yeah, so, so look, we, um, ITM power um, as a company doesn't supply uh, storage. Um, however, we work very closely with Linda and Linda Engineering um, and they do supply the storage. Actually, we, we have, um, we, we develop integrated solutions uh, with Linda Engineering. And Linda Engineering supply many components uh, across the hydrogen supply chain. So that includes storage, compression, liquefaction, and also the supply of equipment for uh, Fischer-Tropes processes um, and also the production of ammonia. But specifically on storage, um, as you go up in, in the size of refueling stations, you need more and more storage. Actually, the storage part is the very important uh, part of green hydrogen, which is the energy storage part and uh, the fuel security part. So if you build a large refueling station for a train or a truck or a bus, and you want to be able to guarantee fuel for a period of time, then that is defined by the amount of storage that you have on site. Mm -hmm. and typically, uh, we, we have a 24 to 48 hours of energy storage at our refueling station, which mm -hmm. gives our customers fuel security. So although we don't supply the storage uh, um, equipment ourselves, mm -hmm. it is integrated into many of the projects that we're working on. And then I think finally, a very important area when it comes to storage is salt cavern storage. Uh, you know, the very largest form of salt storage is in the area of salt cavern. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you probably know that there is um, considerable activity going on in the UK with regard to salt cavern storage. Oh, so, yeah, um, yeah we, we are involved in that part of the supply chain, but I wouldn't say we were a specifically a supplier in that area. Okay, all right. Well, thanks for that info. It sounds like you have a very strong partnership with Linda and, and a lot of um, uh, interesting initiatives going on. So um, I appreciate you sharing uh, all of this uh, really great uh, updates with us on, on what ITM Power is doing and appreciate your time today. Um, thank you for sharing your insights with the H2 Tech audience. Um, and uh, as a reminder to our audience, if you enjoyed this episode of our podcast, please remember to share and subscribe to H2 Tech Talk on iTunes or Blueberry. 
and we'll talk to you again next week. And again, thank you so much to Dr. Cooley for your time. Thank you, Adrienne, and thank you to all of your listeners for uh, your interest in ITM power and in hydrogen. <laughs>